Welcome to What Is It All For, a podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. (laughs) Hello and welcome back to another episode of What Is It All For? Your show where I eat a cinnamon roll and then I describe in very meticulous detail what went into making the cinnamon rolls. I wish you wouldn't. And also, I'm really sorry. I don't know if you're going to have to like edit out that little... What? That thing I did when you just said hello, and I and I had kind of almost spit out my drink because oh. you did this like hand motion, like it was like a synchronized <laughs> like swimming. Da- no, a okay. dance, like an intro dance, and it made me. Lol. That's a that's the signal for I ate cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Here it is. The international symbol for uh, I ate cinnamon In case you guys rolls. because you can't see through a podcast, it's sort of like a swooping action with your picture arm. a crescent moon. A crescent moon. It's just me mo- doing ocean. a crescent room, moon motion. I said motion, That's, but it's, it's hard coming to say. out ocean. Say crescent moon <laughs> motion three times. Crescent moon motion. Crescent moon motion. Crescent moon motion. Nicely done. I, really I practiced in my head real you quick. Really did. Yeah, I, I saw it happen. All right, let's get into what people should focus on in their businesses. How do you know? How do you know? Well, the reason why we wanted to do this episode is because it's a question that we get a lot and we say it to ourselves all the time, which is the thing about running your own business is there's like a million different things that you could be spending your time on, right? And I feel like the trap that a lot of us fall into is just getting overwhelmed by the sheer number of variables there are. I think the other trap that we fall into is we go... Oh, I tried some of these things with this business. Let me just do something completely separate. And so people don't do enough things around one, one idea, idea. Right, to right, right. give it the actual chance of succeeding. And we are so guilty of right. this. Right. So, so to make something more tangible to what you just said. Sure. So for example, you would be like, oh, I need to focus on content. So I'd write a bunch of blog posts and then you wouldn't see your traffic numbers increase. And so you'd go, oh, moving on. It wasn't traffic. But the truth is, if you had just tweaked you know some of the stuff related to that and spent a little bit more time on it and going okay i wrote these articles now let me like optimize them for search or let me you know make the articles themselves better like i just feel like too often we're scraping the surface on a lot of these things and not going deeper on each one let's uh can we do a little time travel back a little bit like previous us because i think it's uh interesting for people to hear us talk about when we struggled with these things sure and so i want to go back to 2014 jason okay so i and maybe some people can relate to this which is why i want to bring it up now does he what's his hair situation 2014 uh short and fuzzy fuzzy (laughs) short and fuzzy yeah hadn't hadn't uh committed to committed to bald yeah God, man, uh, yeah. those were some dark years. Whoa. Because <laughs> the color of the hair, hair was dark. dark. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so 2014, Jason, actually like 2013, but anyway, just think like many years ago, I had stopped doing my I wear shirt business. I had committed to not doing any more public speaking because it was just really draining. I literally had no idea what to do as a business. Mm-hmm. And I stumbled into making my first online course, which was a course about how to get sponsorships because I had gotten 2,000 sponsorships. So I'd learned a bunch of things. And all I focused on with that business was trying to get some type of sales funnel. Uh-huh. So I made the thing and then I just went into like, how can I sell this thing? Right, right, right. I didn't make, I didn't write any content about yep. it. 
I didn't really know who it was for. It was a very nebulous product. Right. Uh, I didn't really have any like customer success stuff built in. Like mm-hmm. there was just like, you just, here's the course. Here don't is. talk to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I think that for so many people, their business right now is kind of like that. Right. You had this idea for a thing. You did it. Maybe even had some success. You yeah. got some clients. You got some customers. You got whatever. But now you're kind of at this place where you're like, I want to grow. But it's just like you said, there's so many things out there. What the heck do I do? Yeah. And so for early on, Jason, I just want to go back to him and just say like, hey, it's okay. We all go through this. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that uh, the time travel really helped because it does put me back in that mental space. I think one of the reasons that happens too is because there's such a big learning curve when it comes to creating a product or a service or like a business in general. There's all this stuff at the beginning that you have to figure out. So let's just take the online course example, like your example. You had to figure out like, how do you like, what's the content and I got to write the content and how do I do the videos? And if you're doing that for the first time or your first couple of times, there's so many variables just in that one like silo itself that by the time that you do it, you're like, okay, yeah. This is me well, rubbing, dusting off my hands like, okay, great. Now, now, like, what do I, you know what I mean? And so you don't want to, it's, it's hard to then convince yourself to go into, okay, now let me start from zero when it comes to content. Let me start right. from zero when it comes to my email list. Well, and what even do I start with? I think that's right. the other thing too. I, I would imagine a lot of you listening to this and you can email us and tell us if we're correct in this. You've done a bunch of things. You've created the product or service. You've maybe created a social strategy. You've got maybe a little bit of content going. Um, you know, maybe you have some type of like systems in place or processes in place of how you run your business and like keep up with everything. But you probably just don't have it streamlined. Right. And you also don't feel like at any time when sales dip low or like your social strategy, you run out of ideas or you haven't kept up with your email newsletter or you haven't emailed your customers in a while. Like when any of these little bars drop down, yep. you don't know which one's most important and you don't even know really what to think about. Yep. That's exactly. So you, you're you right. Once you get all these like. Oh, say it again. You are so right. One more, one more time for the people. <laughs> Do you want to replay one, it? one more time for the people in the back? Nope. Okay. Um, you get all these plates kind of spinning and I think. That is the big problem that we identified like a couple, I would say at the beginning of this year is we're like, you know what? A lot of the people, especially like in our community, they have the plate spinning. So maybe they've gone past that first level where it's like, okay, they've created the offering. Now they've got a couple more plates spinning where it's like, I've got a little bit of a customer interaction strategy. I've got a little bit of a newsletter going. I've got a social media strategy. But to your point, it's like, I don't know where to begin to optimize those things. And so what you and I said is let's come up with a clear order of operations for people to basically like, I love frameworks. You guys know this about me. I love like a formula or a system that I can tell people so that they, so I don't have to then diagnose their business. They can diagnose their own business. If you were a superhero, you'd be Captain Framework. And I what would you be would Captain do is Framework. You'd like, instead of like Spider-Man who shoots a web at someone yeah. and they get caught up in it, yeah. you'd shoot a spreadsheet at them and they'd get confused by the formulas. Well, no, because I would teach them a framework no, for understanding the formula. For the supervillains, you gotta you gotta knock oh, that, them out. Oh, I forgot. So it's it was like, a whoa, weapon. here's a really like intricate yeah. air table you yeah. gotta deal and with. They're like, and they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. Yeah, and yeah. then they're trapped. I mean, That's I love it. love this. Captain Framework. If you could write that comic for me, that'd be great. Um <laughs> Marvel, get at me. But what I mean by that is like I love giving people, like I said, I it's not that I wanna come in and tell you how to run your business. It's that I wanna give you the tools to be able to diagnose your own business and know what to work on. And so that's where the inception of this idea of this five-step business checklist came from. And so we thought that it would be a helpful episode for us to walk through kind of the top level, not super, super, super in-depth, the top level 
framework so that you could at this point in time walk through each of these steps and ask yourself what should I focus on in my business? Yeah. And so we, what's really fun about, I think this checklist is it's not just something that we put out there and just said, Hey, good luck. Like, hope you can apply this to your business. We have six 30 plus minute videos on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash wandering aimfully, uh, in a playlist called growing through it, where we actually walk through people's businesses, actual businesses, uh, in different areas of online business. So we have someone who runs a B2B business and they're trying to get clients. We have a watercolor artist and she's trying to grow a Patreon. We have someone who's created Quest Scouts, which is a little membership community. We have another person who has a side hustle and she's trying to figure out how to maximize that. So there's six of them you can go through to see this in action, which if you resonate with this episode and you're like, man, I just want some more of this, those videos you're going to love. That's where you should go. Feel free to do that. But Let's go into this and let's kind of go into each part of the checklist and we can talk about what you should focus on if you're at that part. And the other thing that I'll say is these are going to be talked about in a sequential order, Yeah. but it's kind of like uh, if you heard the very beginning of this episode, we talked about our unboring business roadmap that's in our Wandering Aimfully offering. It's not about necessarily having to go through that one through five in that order because you may already have three and five done. But it's about optimizing them in that order. So they kind of build on each other. So as Jason said, it's not about like you can't build a website until you get to step five. It's like you should optimize one through four and before you get to the website stage and really optimize your website. But someone may already have all these things. Exactly. And so the key would be, just start with the first one, but you may breeze through it. So exactly. let's just let's just jump into them because I, I just want people to know that of, oh, I have to go, like you don't have to, but it's just the way that we recommend for people. Yeah, and the way you should use this tool is like, cool, if you go through- Do you through, have to say cool right before you use it? <laughs> cool, yeah. Hmm. You go through the checklist and you're like, all right, got my foundation, check. I feel good about that. Right. Okay, now my offering, I feel good about that. It doesn't right. mean those things never change. It just means that's up to you to say, okay, I'm ready to move on to optimize the next yeah. step. Exactly. So you, the ideal is that at any given moment, you are looking at the five steps and you have check marks next to all five. In terms of the check mark yeah. means, the check mark does not mean this is working 100%. The check mark means I feel good about this strategy yep. and I'm going to test it and revisit it. Yeah. And I think one really uh, interesting point before we jump in, I already said we were going to jump in, but now we've been pushing it off, but this is what we like to do. Our Wandering Aimfully business is a really good example. We've done all five of the things in, in the checklist, right? But recently we went through item number two, which is our offering, and we're tweaking that. And then we went through item number three, which is our marketing bridges. And now we're thinking about tweaking some of those things. Yep. And guess what's going to happen probably the end of this year? We're going to go through number five and we're probably going to update our website. Exactly. And so once you go through everything, then you can kind of be bought back in. Okay, let's yep. talk about the first one, which is foundation. Well, let me give you a lay of the land first. Just to just, go over all five? Yeah, just yeah. I like the top level. So it's you, like the you know Mount where you're Rushmore going. of our checklist. So who are the five faces? <laughs> well, there's four faces on Mount Rushmore. No, no, our, I said our Mount Rushmore. So who okay. are the five faces? So number one is foundation. Yeah. Number two is your offering. Okay. Number three is your, we call it either promotion or your marketing bridges or your customer journey. Mm -hmm. Number four is your audience or your content. Mm -hmm. And number five is your website. Great. So 
Foundation. Those faces look if you really want an nice. easy way to remember it, we call the acronym FOPA. So Foundation Offering Promotion Audience Website. You said FOPA before we started recording. I completely forgot that's what it well, was. Well, we don't call it it that often. Right. We call it the five steps. And we yeah. we have them memorized, but if it's if it's new to you, then sometimes an acronym helps. You sometimes know? an acronym helps. Okay. Don't so let's, make this FOPA. Okay. Stop it. Anyway. Uh let's get you even stopped yourself. I didn't even get a chance to stop you on that one. Let's talk about foundation. So you person listening to this, you're currently running a business and maybe you just dove in head first. You had this idea, you wanted to do something, maybe you've been at it for a couple of years, but everything's a little bit cloudy to you now. And you're just thinking like, I don't really know, like, who is my ideal customer? Yep. Or maybe what? you're accidentally, like you're trying to serve two audiences accidentally. And ha- like, how am I serving that audience? Yep. And also, what am I serving them with? Yep. And you might've accumulated multiple different offerings, like yep. different courses or programs or this or that. And there's not a real clear understanding of how those things all work together. So the reason we start with foundation is because it seems so simple, so deceivingly simple. You're like, oh, just answer these four questions. But once you get into it, you will realize that if you can't very clearly and easily answer these four questions, then you'll see why you have to start there because that's the beginning. That's the pillar. Those are the four pillars that everything is built off of. And you're, you're going to have a hard time building a marketing strategy if you don't know who your audience is. And just to go back to, let's, I think because using my How to Get Sponsorships course sure. business example is a great example. Oh, it's when a great I, example? For this, yes. It's <laughs> wonderful. Everyone's agreeing. I can hear the applause in the back. Yeah, okay. They're very happy. Uh, <laughs> when I started that business, I did not think about who this is best for. Other than someone who wants to get sponsorships, which is not a that's not the who you should go after. <laughs> it's like defining the word in the definition. With, You're yeah. like, who's your audience for this uh, branding course? Um, it's, it's people who want to learn about branding, branding courses. Oh, okay. Uh, so I didn't know exactly who it was for. I knew it was an online course that would help them do that. I did know some of the benefits that would come of it, and. I couldn't have told you like the bigger mission of why I wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really helpful to see like, yes, you can still succeed without these things being done. But when you get a lot of clarity around those things, it becomes much easier to then do everything else that you're going to do in the five-step checklist. Yeah. And I think it's a really important step in confidence as well. I think a lot of thing, a lot of like mindset stuff that holds people back in business is that they don't have a lot of confidence. And a lot of times they don't realize that that lack of confidence is coming from a lack of clarity. Oh, put that on Instagram and get some likes. I'm sure it exists on Instagram, but like once you know who your audience is, you can very confidently claim that in your social media, in your emails and on your website, things like that. So Going back to the foundation, there are four kind of key questions. We call them the four Qs. This is not rocket science. I'm sure it exists somewhere in marketing things, but um, we call it the four Qs, and that's the part (laughs) that you should really take away. (laughs) So the the questions are who, why, what, and how. And so who is your audience? Who does your business help specifically? Yep. The why is why does your business exist? What is its mission? And then I also say the two, the second part of why is why would someone choose you over someone else? And that's kind of your differentiator. Yep. The third cue is what, what benefit does your business provide? This is usually the intangible things that the ways that your business makes someone's life better if they buy from you or work with you. And then the fourth cue is how, and then that's really about getting specific on what are the offerings or what is the key offering um, that delivers the benefit to your customer. Do you remember Dylan's? Because I think it'd be fun to give him a little bit of shine on the this episode. Oh, sure. Because this is the most recent. I and, can't. And it's I, also the most recent on YouTube. Probably not so. word for word, but um, Jason's referring to Dylan from Quest Scouts. He's our latest case study in our Growing Through It series. And he, ha- well, I'll just, I'll define his business yeah. through the four cues. Okay. So his who, 
his audience is um I said adventure loving adults yep. who have a penchant for collecting things. Yep. Which you can see I mean, it's your level of specificity that you want, but I find that the more kind of specific you can get with it and the more you can add in these sort of psychographic elements, so meaning not demographic things about like your age or where you live or those things, but psychographic, meaning getting into their mind and their... So his audience is people who like to collect things, collect stamps or collect park badges or things like that because his whole business is about completing these fun challenges and activities and quests and acquiring badges. Yep. Yeah. So that's his two. Yep. His um, why, kind of like his deeper mission, is just that like a life well lived is all about new and challenging experiences. And so he believes that to live a really good life, you want to engage in activities and community and those things. Like and that. we're talking about like you're getting out and you're like looking at flowers and you're like, you know, well, yeah, doing it's things. just like, like fun little. We're not talking about like skydiving. No, no, no. I just think adventure like totally. means a lot of things to different people. Adventure literally just means like anything <laughs> Especially beyond. Especially right now in COVID. Oh, yeah. Adventure is leaving your house. Adventure <laughs> is smelling a flower in your front yard. Yeah. Or in someone else's front yard and you had to pull your mask down just for a second. Then you just put it for back a second. Um, so that's his, which one did I just do? That was his why. why. Just did yep. his why. Okay, the what, the benefit that his business provides is community because mm -hmm. you're, you become a part of this little online community and you can all do fun challenges together. So community, also just fun, um, experiencing life to the fullest is kind of the way that we've yep. narrowed it down. Um, and then the how? And then the how is just very simple, a $10 membership to his Quest Scouts membership. Yeah, and, and if you, if for some reason, if you're listening to this and you're like, wait, this business sounds adorable and I want to do these and things. And it's fantastic. We agree with you. Yeah. Uh, we, so, when we found it, I was like, I am so glad that this exists. Yeah. I'm so glad someone is doing this out in the yeah. world. It's just, it's also such a great and I think safe thing that you could do right now just to give yourself something to do yeah. during these weird times because you're probably not doing the things you were doing before or whatever. So questscouts.com if you want to check yep. that out. Uh, but anyway, that gives you a good idea of how we actually take a business through there um, and answering the questions for Dylan's yeah. business. We won't be able to go fully in depth because again, just watch the Growing Through It yeah. episode for all of these. But that gives you an idea of the four cues. So if you can answer those four questions very clearly, you're in a good spot to then move forward. And if you can't answer those four questions that's actually not something you should feel bad about absolutely it's something that you should go oh i just need to do this this yeah. is something that i need to do in my business so that i have clarity and we have so many people in our wandering aimfully community who struggle with clarity mm -hmm. they know that they want to sell x thing they know that they want to reach a certain type of person but they don't exactly know why they yeah. don't exactly know how they're going to do that and i know that that can sound really just basic and fundamental like how do they not know those things you'd be surprised at how many people just don't oh, know those and things even i think it's also hard because it, it makes you confront some hard decisions about your business so one thing that i feel like i see very often in like especially the artist community is you end up trying to serve two audiences because like i fell into this trap with made vibrant as well where you're sort of you have this one group of people who maybe like appreciates the art and the the end product of what you're doing and then you are trying to almost serve another audience of people who then wants the information about how you like created a business about that end product right and so there are going to be some people who fill out these four cues and they get to the who and they're like oh well i i want to seek out like this group and this group right. 
And what you have to do as a business owner, and again, we can't make these decisions for you. We should make all the decisions for everybody. I would love to. Yeah. (laughs) Is go, okay, I'm not saying it can't be done to have different verticals in your audience, but are you willing to muddy your marketing messaging? Are you willing to split your time between those two audiences? Are you willing to maybe risk taking longer to grow your business because you're trying to serve those two different audiences also, and you have to make those hard decisions if you're not making money right now then get brutally yeah. clear and brutally focused that's a, that's the caveat and you're if who, you're like i have not made yeah. progress in a year in two years do yourself the favor of getting wildly specific and wildly focused because you have nothing to lose at this point yeah and and we can attest to the fact that our wandering aimfully business is directly suited at people who run online businesses and want to improve those and do it in a way without burnout, without stressing out. But we attract a lot of people who don't even have online businesses yet. Right. And so that would not be the person that we would say we were trying to attract, but we do attract that just because that's the nature of our content catches people on the outside. Yeah, edges. You're going to get people who are in your audience and they're going to, you're going to get people who aspire to be in your audience. Exactly. So, Okay, so I think that wraps up the foundation. So yep. you definitely want to focus on that first. You want to make sure that's clear. And honestly, I think we've gone back through the foundation for Wandering Aimfully oh, multiple times. times yeah, yeah. And you just should. You should just keep that fresh in your mind. And your business will evolve. You will evolve. Your mission will evolve. That is normal. So if this is like a six-month thing you always go back through, good for you. We do that too. Great. All right, step two. Once you get the four cues nailed down, step two is your offering. Mm. So if you're, this could be a product, your online courses, it could be a program. It could be, if you're a client-based business, it could be a service offering. But the key in this step is a couple of things. You really want to ask yourself, is my offering like something, am am I positioning my offering? Am I packaging my offering as something that people need? right? Like, is it, how is it solving a problem? And am I making that clear? You really, this is the step where you really want to evaluate your sales page. Um, If you're a client-based business, the best advice that I can give you for this step of the checklist is create packages for your services. This is something that we see all the time. People just put a long list of bullet points on their services page and say, I can do these 20 things. I can do web design. I can do graphic design. I can do print design. What I can you, do social strategy. Yeah. What you want to do is you want to streamline those and you want to serve it up to people in a way that they very clearly understand how to buy from you. Yeah. So it's like, if you're a web designer, it's like, okay, you can buy my, this web design package and it comes with these things rather than having someone go, oh, well, what do I get? And I have to reach out for a custom quote and blah, blah, blah. So the best advice I can give to client-based business owners is to at least have some sort of starting point or package for people. Yeah. And we went through this, I think, I think we went this with almost every single growing through it, maybe except for Dylan's because he just has one offering, but uh, Iman from Inkhouse, she's a copywriter. And for her, she had these different services that she had. So like, I'll write your emails, I'll write your sales page, I'll do all this. And what we consolidated that into was like a launch package. Mm-hmm. So people had like, I have a sales page and I have email, like I'm almost always going to have that with a client. So it was a package that she offered exactly. so that her future clients could go, yeah, I am going to launch a product or a service or whatever. Iman can help me write everything for it. Absolutely. And you're probably going to have people that are like, oh, can I add this a la carte or that or whatever? Great. Yeah. Great. You want that. But you, what you don't want to do is make it hard on people or to create friction for someone to buy from you. So that's what we're always asking ourselves at that second step is what is the experience like of that offering 
that that fine I think of I think of it as like that final step in the process before someone goes I'm gonna hand over my credit card or I'm gonna like send me the invoice kind of thing what are those friction points and how can you reduce those as much as possible? Yeah. And I think a lot of this boils down to the problem that you solve mm -hmm. and that your product or service is the solution to that problem. And so just a very non-online business related example, because I just think it's fun to bring up all types of examples. Great. If you just want like a no brainer meal, let's just say before COVID, you just pre-COVID. You go to a restaurant and you just order an item off of the menu like spaghetti bolognese. Okay. And you're just like, I want spaghetti bolognese. Just make me that dish. I don't want to think about it. Or I'm bolognese. Just, or bolognese. Um, I don't want to think about it. I just, I know I want that. Yeah. But there might be other times in your life when you're like, you know what? I don't think I want to go to like a restaurant. I think I want to go to like a fast casual place and I want to build my own bowl because I just want to like pick everything and choose everything that I want. And I think the way that that relates to offering your products is that you have the spaghetti bolognese where you go, this is my, this is my package. You don't have to think about it. I'm just solving this problem for you. You want something to eat. This is delicious. Buy this. And then the other option below that could be, Hey, do you want to pick and choose your items on this? That's totally fine. But what we would always recommend to people do the spaghetti bolognese first yeah. But most people do it the other way. Yeah. Well, the best part is, let's add a little additional metaphor sure, here. Sure, sure, sure. What you wouldn't want to do is open up an Italian restaurant and have people come into your restaurant, sit at a table, and have the waiter come over and go, cool. Yeah. Can I help what, you? What or you? What's on your mind? What's up? You know, like you would never go to a restaurant that didn't have a menu yeah. because people wouldn't know what to ask for or how yeah. to pay you or what to do. And it would confuse them. And you really want to guide people through that process. So- that is your offering. You want to make yeah. sure also that some other things that come into play there with your offering is pricing, kind of figuring out, okay, you might have to test out your pricing. Yeah. Like maybe you've had an offering that uh, a course that you've tried to launch before and you feel good about it and you feel good about the value it offers and you feel good about the problem that it solves, but maybe you feel like the price is the thing that's maybe needing to be tweaked. Um, and this is where you're really going to consider is do I, am I including the right things? Am I packaging those up in the right way? Am I pricing that the right way? A perfect example of this also is when we went through these five steps for our own business. Before, when we launched Wandering Aimfully, we had our Wandering Aimfully membership and we were just positioning it as a membership. And right. we just said, you get all of this stuff. And when we were asking ourselves, could this offering be better? we realized we really needed a clear end result for someone. And so we that's when we packaged it up in a different way, which is we have this coaching program. You're going to get a monthly coaching session on a different topic. And so that would be an example of us tweaking that offering in that part of the yeah, checklist. Yeah, and, and people needed to know what problem is your membership going to solve for me. And the problem was every month we discuss something in your business that you need to focus on and we give you a deep dive into that. So thing. we do the thinking for you. You don't have to wonder what to focus we on. We give you the spaghetti bolognese. The, exactly. Um, and I mean, just at some additional info there. When we optimized our offering, step two, like we've seen the most growth in the past year that we've seen with Absolutely. Wayne. And we've seen the least amount of churn. Yeah. Which if you're running any type of recurring business, reducing churn is such a huge thing. It's almost as important as customer acquisition. So you have to figure out what are the problems that you have in your business that you're not solving. And for us, it was we didn't have things people could look forward to and our pricing was being matched up against other memberships which had monthly things people could look forward to and we didn't have that yeah and so that was good list lessons are for us all right so that's spaghetti bolognese your product and your offering what is the third thing here 
I don't even know what the American pronunciation – because you kept saying sp- spaghetti bolognese, but, like, in Italian, it's bolognese. Oh, well, so like, spaghetti we... bologna, obviously. <laughs> I'm always – this is the problem. I took Italian in college, and so once you know the pronunciation of Italian words, I find it very hard to pronounce, like, the Americanized version, but then you sound so pretentious, right? Because you go and you're like, oh, do you guys want some – like, bruschetta is yeah, how you say yeah. bruschetta. But, but, like, you sound like an – like, you sound – weird yeah if you're in america and you're like yeah. let's order some bruschetta give me some spaghetti meat but you sauce. know what i'm committed to it i'm gonna because i just love the language i Great. love the italian language all right the third thing you need to focus on once I'm you get stretching out my legs in your... case you're wondering and my face is only half covered by the microphone <laughs> <laughs> for the old slouch uh bingoers. Uh, <laughs> slouch bingoers okay so moving on to step three in our checklist um this would be your promotion AKA your marketing bridges. And so if you are new to Wandering Aimfully, you're like, marketing bridge, what? But if you're old, you're like, can you guys (laughs) stop talking about marketing bridges? This is just basically our concept for the concept of marketing, which is if you can envision this in your head, picture on the left-hand side of your visual cortex. Cortex, nice, nice, yeah. Use your retinas, use your corneas. Use your parts. On the left-hand side, you have this, what we call the mainland, and there's a bunch of people milling about, and this is like a representation of, I would say, the internet, where people are hanging out. They're on social media. They're on blogs. They're on Google, whatever. It's the mainland. They're all together. And then you, way across the ocean, on the right-hand side of your visual cortex, you have a castle on an island by itself in the lone sea. And if somebody walks through the doors of your castle, that means they're buying your offering and they're paying you money. Fantastic. But how does somebody go from being on the mainland and milling about all the way across the treacherous ocean to your castle? How do they get there? Well, all you have to do is just make a website and then everyone knows. Yeah, exactly. That's this, how the internet this works. This is why when you make a website, people don't show up because you're on an island. Yeah. You need to build a bridge to your island. Yeah. You need a way for people to find out that you exist and walk over your bridge and go, oh, I want to hang out at this island castle here. So that is the metaphorical representation of what marketing is. You need a way to let people know that you are a a business, that you exist, and you need a way to build trust with them to the place and go on a journey to the place where they are then going to become a client or customer. And so when we talk about step three, marketing bridges, what we're really talking about is what are those – what is that infrastructure to build trust with someone to get them to sign up? And usually nine times out of ten, what it looks like is – some sort of content, social media or blog posts, usually blog posts, usually both, to get them. Could be videos, could be podcasts. Could be videos, could be some type of content so someone can discover you and then trying to get them to an email list so that you can build trust with them on an ongoing basis. Though you can build trust on things like podcasts or you can build trust on things like a YouTube channel. But, you know, you want to go from someone finding out you exist to then some type of way that they're keeping up with you so that you can build trust and then what is the way that you're then converting them from that list to a buying or to a paying customer yeah and the thing to think about with marketing and marketing bridges and this entire metaphor is that it's not a set up one marketing bridge and you've solved all your problems right because people need multiple touch points along the way and and for us one very clear example of this for you guys listening is our wandering aimfully program that people buy into we have so many people. I would say at this point, it's probably half 
of the people who've bought into it that have been on our email list for two years. Two years, folks. That is a long time. Now, this is specific to our business. So your business probably does not have that long tail of a customer who has to trust you and read a bunch of stuff because we're in a very crowded space. So Totally. And I think the higher priced your thing is, yeah. the more of an investment, the more time someone needs to trust you. Absolutely. And, but I think the thing that to realize is these people that have been on our email list for two years, they have watched our free workshops. They have signed up for our free email courses. They have listened to our podcast. They have read our articles. They have gotten our weekly emails. All of those things are guideposts. And all of those things then lead them into eventually some sales pitch to buy our thing. Yep. But they need all of the different things to do it. And so one of the biggest problems that we see tons of our members make and just everybody in online business general, and it's one we've made over time, is you just don't do enough marketing. You don't have enough marketing and the marketing that you do doesn't have a clear call to action to solve a problem for someone before they're buying from you. Yeah. So let's just give an example for Dylan. We'll come back to Dylan with Quest Scouts. So he's got this small membership community. It's just $10 a month. But listen, money's tight and it's a hobby based business. So it's not necessarily solving a specific business problem. Like if you were to buy a course on branding, you're going to learn the skill of branding. But what we recommended for Dylan and what he already had was some version of getting your first Quest Scout. Yep. So getting your first your example badge. scout. Can you scoot up a little bit? I'm losing yeah, the side and of your also, face. Well, if you can use the word badge correctly, then I will scoot up. Yeah, you get your first badge, but you do the quest to get your badge. Yeah, but you said you you can be you said get your first quest scout. They're the scout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Okay, so, that's fine. Thank you. Anyway, so now you, could you would you say I was right though? No. <laughs> you you were left. <laughs> okay. Uh, you just bring this back around. Yeah. You're a person who checks out Dylan's website and he says, do your first quest to get your first badge. Yep. And so you're a person who goes, oh, I don't have to pay anything and I can do this and I can have like a little bit of fun or adventure. I enter my email. I get this email from him. It tells me, oh, here's an option. Do a quick quest if you want. I go and I do that. I come back. I click this button and I get this badge. Yep which is really fun. And then in that email where I got that badge, that is a marketing bridge. That is a guidepost. There is an offer to then join the program. Yep. Got your first badge. You can put it in your badge book. Hey, do you want to do all these other quests? Was this Become fun? a member. Exactly. Yeah. So that is an example of a marketing bridge in action. And so anytime you see on other people's websites, hey, get my free webinar. Hey, download my free opt-in. Hey, get this ebook that I wrote for free. Those are all marketing bridges. And the idea here just like in our business, just like in other people's businesses that are running well and smoothly, you have to have multiple points of entry. You have to have, you have to know the places that are the most popular and try and optimize them with marketing bridges. Yeah. And the last thing I would say about that is if this was a lot, because it is a lot to chew on and marketing bridges encapsulates a lot of different things that you can experiment with. But here's the simple place to start with marketing bridges. Ask yourself about your own business how does someone go from being a stranger to a customer? That is the question to ask. And if you can't very clearly plot out each of those points of that journey that somebody goes on to go from being a stranger, aka not knowing that your brand name even exists, if you can't clearly say, okay, someone finds this Instagram post via the hashtags that I'm using, and then my Instagram post has a link to my, download this checklist on my website. So then they go to the checklist, they download that, then that puts them on my newsletter, and then I do my launch for my offering. If you can't plot that out, and if it's be, it becomes increasingly implausible, yeah. because what you might see is, okay, you might start that and go, yeah, okay, someone would find me on Instagram, but then you would go, 
well, I don't use hashtags. So how would someone actually find me if people aren't sharing my stuff? Or maybe people are. Oh, then you then you start to diagnose these very clear things, right? Okay, I need to start using more hashtags so people yeah. can discover me. Then you go down on that list and you go, okay, I said that they were downloading that worksheet. That's how they were getting to my email list. But how many times have I actually called out that worksheet in my last month's post? Oh, one time? Okay, that's not very feasible. Great. My new goal is to call that out in three more posts this month. Okay, let's move on to the next step. Okay, I say that I that people are going to get on my newsletter, but I haven't sent out a newsletter in three months, so now I need to make sure that I tighten up my newsletter and I'm sending it every week. So you see how once you have this simple question, it can diagnose all of these like soft spots in your marketing bridge that you need to like build up with bricks. You need to fortify a bridge. Yeah. yeah, and I think the other thing to realize too is if you're someone who has grown an audience on Instagram, let's just stay there for a second but you never promote them to move off of Instagram, right? it's going to be so difficult to ever get them to buy anything because the captive yep. nature of Instagram is not very captive. Everyone yep. is scrolling, they're swiping, they're liking, they're moving on, they're doing things. And there is a delicate balance there. But by the way, if you never, if you never try to get people off of Instagram, if you start trying to do that, people are going to go, whoa, 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 I thought I could get everything here for free. So you just want to make sure that you are running a balance so that people aren't thinking you're always selling to them. But don't be afraid to introduce that into your content, um, you know, as soon as possible, because you're reminding them that there's more to learn and that they can't get everything on your Instagram for free. Yeah. If you want more on marketing bridges, we actually have an entire article dedicated to them with 13 different marketing bridge ex examples that you can steal from us. So we've written them out for you wanderingamefully.com slash marketing. You can check that out. That is a website or a resource we put together on our website. Also, Meta Moment. This is us on a podcast. That was marketing. a guide post. Oh, wow. That was marketing. a guide post that we just shot at you to try to get you over to the article. Well, also, it's even more meta. This entire podcast is just a marketing bridge for us. I know. Oh, wow. Wow. wow, wow, wow. You guys wow. are you guys are stuck on our bridge. <laughs> <laughs> You're on our bridge. We drop, we drop <laughs> right along. We, we drop the gate on the front and the back. You're stuck <laughs> there forever. How's the moat though? Doesn't just it look kidding. nice? Yeah, I just and also it. we have like cool little like, there's refreshments. We have ambient lighting. And there's refreshments. And um it's really strong. We made the best materials of our What's bridge. Strong? The bridge is strong. Uh -huh. Okay, we cool. chose the best materials. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> also, side note, in sixth grade, in math class, we had to make spaghetti, like bridges made out of spaghetti, like dried spaghetti. Yeah. It was harder than you think. I did see, I'm not on Instagram a ton recently, but I actually saw multiple people share this image that said, the rest of 2020, and it's this insanely rickety, scary-looking bridge. <laughs> and it's just a great visual metaphor for how like 2020 is going. Like, we have to go going. down the bridge? Yeah, it's just like, here's the rest of 2020. It's easy to get to the other side. Uh -huh. And it is not it's gonna not. be easy yeah okay. all right it's let's get to doozy. the let's get to the fourth thing audience here on the five-step checklist so just to recap we went foundation we went offering, offering. we went marketing and or now promotion or promotion for and faux now pas. for faux pas and now we're talking about audience yep so and again the reason this is all very sequential is because you want to make sure that your bridge is sound before you start sending a bunch of people down the bridge this is a thing we see all the time with all people. the time you're focusing so much on audience, but you're like trying to grow your Instagram or trying to grow your blog post and get more traffic to your site. But I'm like, your your newsletter is like way hidden on like one page of your website. What do you think all this traffic is going to do once they well, get there? And, and this is another thing I want to bring up in this section, which I think is really important. I was actually just talking with a Wandering Gameplay member about this is they were like, I want to start doing paid ads to get more traffic because I'm not getting good traffic. Mm -hmm. And my point that I said, okay, but before you spend any money, are the people that you are getting, because yes. she was getting some traffic, yes. are the people you are getting converting to your marketing yes. bridges? 
oh, well, I don't, you know, I really know what my marketing bridges are. Okay, hold on. We need to get that short. We got to go back to step three. Exactly. So we need that check mark. A lot of people really want to jump, especially because there's so much stuff out there that's like, how to get your face bags, Facebook ads up your and running. Face bags. Your face bags <laughs> set up so that you're. First of all, did you look at my face bags when you said that? <laughs> did you look straight at my face I'm bags? I'm now trying to picture, I guess a face bag would mostly be for people who have big beards. I'm just thinking of an eye bag, like an under eye bag. Well, yeah, but those are eye bags. I'm talking about a face bag. It's like for your full. <laughs> face <laughs> okay so there are a lot of people out there that are very they very much want you to start using facebook ads they right. want you to use pinterest ads they want you to start promoting on instagram but paid the problem traffic. is if you start with paid traffic and you don't have any type of lack of a better term funnel which is really just what a marketing bridge is you're going to be sending paid traffic to a broken bridge exactly and people are just going to fall right the in cracks, the water right, right in the water you're not gonna have a moat to catch and them. there's alligators zero refreshments no ambient lighting Zero, none. <laughs> uh, okay, so audience, the way that we think about it, now yeah. other people think about this differently, but we don't do a ton of social stuff, so we per- primarily focus just social, on Instagram. Well, yeah, tell them about the oh, salad sure. framework. Oh, Because that's how we think about audience building. Sure. It, like, just because you said social, and I said it, I was about to say it's like the gravy on top, but I, yeah, what yeah. I really meant is it's the dressing on top, and that made me think of content salad. So we like to think about the content plan and idea as a salad so you're in our restaurant you've just ordered spaghetti bolognese <laughs> wow and we've said we're the queen and king of we've, food we've actually come back to your table and we've said the chef actually recommends a salad mm-hmm. before uh you eat that spaghetti and then bolognese. you laugh in that person's face because you're like oh salad sucks. but we're like oh it's delicious so you start with the lettuce every salad starts with lettuce because if it doesn't you're making salads wrong <laughs> so the lettuce for us are foundation articles this should be like where you begin it's the foundation foundation articles are so important because you need the pillars of content for people to understand exactly how your business solves a problem for them. And you mentioned this uh, in another video that we recorded, that articles are really like the manual. Yeah. They're like an instruction manual and your newsletter, I like to think of it as like a novel, like right. just to draw the line. Um, and of course you still want to be like helpful and, and like an instruction manual. We should make that very clear. An yeah. instruction manual. So your articles are like an instruction manual. Yeah. And so they should be solving a problem. They yeah. should be, tactical they should be very clear they should be in depth they should really it's you should really think about it like what is someone going to be searching in google that they arrive at this article and they're so happy because i solved their problem yeah exactly and one of the things that we really like to tell people with these foundation articles is that your goal is not to have these articles be current content they're evergreen content so someone should be able to read them now a year from now two years from now three years from now you may need to update them depending on how things change but they're not like yesterday i just went to the store and did all this stuff right. that is a blog you did that 10 years ago or you know, save it for your newsletter save it for your newsletter but your articles need to be how to do x y and z thing so um as an example for one of our other growing through it case studies Catherine, who we were recommending that she is targeting intentional minimalist female business owners. Yep. So for her, we really wanted to have her focus on some planning stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So so, she, so my planning. recommendation for her was to really go to places like Pinterest, especially because I think that's where her demographic could be searching for those things. And what if I type in intentional planning? What exactly. does that look like? Yeah. Okay. Now I can see a lot of the popular things people are looking for. They're looking for planning exercises for like intentional planning for time management or whatever. And so that's where you start to get the wheels turning where you go, okay, on my site, 
to try to attract some of these this core audience through search, I needed to create the instruction manual on how to do intentional planning around time management. Yep, exactly. And going back to my sponsorships course, so I had zero content on that. And then my buddy Matt Giovanisi reached out to me, I think it was like 2015, and was like, hey, do you want to work on this? Because like that course is really good, but no one knows about it. And I was like, yeah, like I'm just really bored. He was like, we need to write like 20 good articles. Mm-hmm. I think we actually ended up with 10 and then we just added more because we wanted to add more. But the 10 were like the pillar Foundation pieces of content. Article, yep. The lettuce. One year after we wrote those articles, that site was averaging 1,500 unique visitors a day. And, that's what you're aiming for. And that's exactly what you want. And those articles are only about how to get sponsorships yep. and the different parts of that journey. So for you listening to this, whatever your business is, your goal is, and we just say it now, six to eight foundation articles the manual, the instructions, the specific things that you can teach people about what your business does and everything else that you've written in the past, if you want it to still be up, that's fine. But these foundation articles need to be front and center for people. Yep. So they're coming to your site and they're going, oh, you're an authority on this topic and you could help me learn these things for free. Great. Now at the bottom of every one of these articles or in the middle or wherever, Oh, look at this. Oh, it's a marketing There's range. some type of opt-in or free thing I can download or whatever that's going to help me even more Wow, that's great. Okay, so that's, that's the lettuce marriage. part of the salad. That's the lettuce articles. part of the salad. The fixins. The fixins. That's you your sprinkle toppings. these on top. These are black olives. These are some cucumber slices. Croutons. Some gluten-free. carrot shreds. Obviously, some gluten-free croots. Croots. Um, God, remember croots? Yeah. So this is social media, correct? No. <laughs> Babe. What are the fixins? I love you so much. Newsletter. Oh, all, newsletter. All of your ongoing content. I just completely. I know. You went I on, literally thought we already know, talked about newsletter. You went on a tear with your foundation articles. And I saw, literally, I saw the wheels of your brain. Jumped. Yeah, you were My like, no. Jumped. Okay, so you're fixing. You're fixing. You're, you're no, you've lost. You've, I haven't lost them. Look at what I'm saying. I can just talk louder. You. <laughs> you've, you've, yeah, but I can just. Hey, you've lost your talking privileges right. for right now. Okay. Can I have Let some croutons? Let me tell everybody about fixins. So fixins is all of your ongoing content. So the goal with this is once you got your foundation articles, articles this is kind of how you build that trust and this is more of your like storytelling but delivering value stuff so uh it's mainly going to be a newsletter it can be you know a youtube channel or if you're doing that and you're really going hard on that strategy but it's mostly going to be a newsletter or a podcast it could be but anything that's sort of ongoing that you want to keep building the trust um and so those are your fixings then the dressing. Oh, well, hold on. What? Just real quick. You had some more fixing stuff? Our email newsletter thing, I just want to point out, we have been doing a consistent email newsletter since 2013. Every single week. I've been doing it since 2013 for you, 2014 11. for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, every single week, we show up in someone's inbox yep. and we try to deliver some sort of value. Yep. Now, of course, we have missed weeks here and there. We've taken breaks. We've done things. It's not necessarily something you have to do no matter what. But that consistent showing up for people builds trust, it builds advocacy, and it shows people that you're a person they can rely on. So that when you go to sell something to those people, they go, I mean, I've gotten like 104 newsletters the past two years from these two And I've gotten zooks. a ton of value. A ton of value. I know who these people are. I know what their values are. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. I know what they care about. I know that they're not just selling me the dream. Yeah. And so I trust them. And so, that's so I know that I'm going to get something good if I pay them, you know, hand over my credit card. really advocate for a weekly newsletter. But yep. if bi-weekly or monthly is better for your schedule, then by all means, go ahead and do that. Better but than nothing. If you can, weekly and just whatever you can get done. Just try and solve a problem. If you need help writing a newsletter, just start your newsletter with, I want to help you with. And then what's the thing you can help them with based on maybe something you've learned in your life, something you've been doing, whatever it is. Newsletters are very much like story-based things. They are story and just make sure but that it is always helpful though. It's right. not just, I did this this week. It's, 
I did this this week and here's what I learned and here's how it can improve your life. Exactly. Okay? All right. So you have your salad. You've got your lettuce. You've you got, got your fixings. fixings. Now we need to pour dressing on top, which for us is social media. It's optional too. It's the dressing on top. And if we get to a place in our business where either we're too busy or, you know, we're managing our mental health or we're trying to advocate for things like anti-racism, this is the first thing to go is yep. social media for us. And it's really just Instagram for us. And Yeah, that's what we mean by social media. Um, because it's ephemeral. Yep. Here's This is our biggest issue with social media is it's great and, and it's where people's attention is and that's fantastic, but it's ephemeral. It's not like a blog post that you write and that a year from now it can get you all that traffic. It You, you pour all this effort into it and then it just disappears. And so – you know, that's something to think about is I'm not saying that it's not valuable because we've seen it. It can be valuable for audience building, but you always want to be asking yourself, how am I getting people to my marketing bridges from this? It's a yeah. great, great discovery tool. Great, uh, you know, behind the scenes tool, building trust tool. But how can you get someone to your turf, um, which is like your newsletter? Yeah. And I really do think for social media, a lot of people do the spray and pray approach. So they'll sign up for Facebook, sign up for Twitter, sign up for TikTok, sign up for Instagram, sign up for LinkedIn. And all that does is stretch your energy so thin that you can't be great at any one of those platforms unless you're paying people to manage them. I mean, it's just too difficult to do and there's not enough time in the day. So our advice to people is pick one where your audience hangs out and is also a place where you want to hang out. Totally. And so for us, that's why we don't use LinkedIn because I don't know, maybe there's a lot more people who would like Wandering Aimfully that are on LinkedIn, but we don't ever we don't want use to be it. There. We don't yeah. want to be there. Facebook, we don't want to be there. It's a dumpster fire. Twitter, it's become a dumpster fire. We don't want to be there. But Instagram is still a place where we like spending our time and energy. And thankfully, it's where our audience hangs out. And so for you listening to this, it's really about deciding what social platform are your potential people that you define in your foundation as your who, where are they hanging out, which platform, and then where do you want to hang out? And so that is really key. And then you build a strategy off of that of, okay, now what am I posting? How often should I post? What is manageable for you so you don't burn yourself out? And so that you're also not on your phone all day long thinking that you're just investing in relationships on social media when you have to realize that there's a lot of other things you need to do in your business. Yeah, there's also a reason why if you think about the five-step checklist, this is like step four and then this is like step four, four C, yeah. <laughs> right? So it's like four A is your foundation articles, four B is your newsletter and optimizing that, four C is optimizing your social media and that's almost five. <laughs> and what's weird to me, and I know that it's possible, but we have gotten so many emails from people that are like, oh, I need help growing my business. And we're like, okay, like send us your social, send us your website. And they're like, oh, I haven't made a website yet, but I have an Instagram account. Right. It blows my mind. Yeah. And I understand that it can work for some people, but also you're asking us for advice. And so our advice is you absolutely need a website. Yeah. And our advice is 95% of the time, you need an email list of some sort. And yeah. you just have to have these things for the way that we have run our businesses and know how to teach you how to do it. And I think that's where we're different from a lot of other business coach and business people is we're not going to tell you like, oh, okay, you want to run this type of business? Well, we don't know how to do that, but here's the advice we would give you. We would just say, we don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah. We have our way of doing it that's worked for us and that we know will work. That's the foundation of how we built everything we built. So follow that. 
Otherwise, we were not the people. Yeah, to or go find people who have built their entire businesses based on, solely on social media. Just living in Facebook groups. Yeah. Which boggles my I mind. Mean, All right. The can... final step in the faux pas checklist, the five-step checklist, is your... Website. Website. And there are going to be some of you listening to this who are like, ooh, but I spend all my time at step five. <laughs> the reason this is last and not first, because a lot of times people are like, oh, I got to change my website. Usually, actually, it's like you do the four cues and you're like, oh, now I know all this stuff about my people. And then you're like, let me jump straight to my website. Well, you have to go through steps two through three and four to come up with the strategy that you're going to implement on your website. Yeah. You know, so yeah. so you have to go through all of that thought process so that when you make changes to your website, you're doing it in a way that supports that strategy for all the things that we mentioned, like adding your marketing bridge opt-in at the bottom of blog posts or adding that to your homepage. If you don't know what your marketing bridge is, you're not going to know what to add and what to update. I want to give a little... Uh, I wish you wouldn't. I want to give a little... Tough love? A little tough love. A little tough That's love. That's a good word for it? I think too many people, not just the people that are listening to this, too many people have too much crap going on on their websites. Sure. Your website legitimately, for the way that we have run successful businesses, could be a homepage... That's very simple. A sales page that's very direct and to the point. Some foundation articles. That's it. Well, <laughs> I know there's a lot of other things that go into it. I know absolutely. our website has other things to go into it. But what I'm saying is at the bare minimum, like yeah. if you're a person who's going, I'm just going to scrap everything, what do I need? You need a homepage that has a very clear marketing bridge on it and it doesn't need your entire life story plastered on it that's 37 pages long. You need a sales page that promotes your product, but not in a way that just goes, this is my product, you should buy it. It goes, this is the problem you have, person who just came to my website. Let me walk you through how I'm the solution to this problem. Mm -hmm. Then you have your foundation articles, some are on your website, so that people can A, read those when they come to your site to get trust from you, but also they can be places that Google can be crawling to find to send people to because you're an authority. What I'm saying is, that is the bare minimum mm -hmm. that you should start with. The yeah. problem is, is that people go, well, I need an about page and then I need a this page and then I need like one of these fancy pages and like all this other stuff. And But they get sucked into all that. It's exactly. not that, it's not that those things aren't valuable. And we they, have those pages. I'm not saying are, we don't. They are and they add, it's just, you need to know why you're doing it. Yeah. So that needs to be a trust building thing to get to your marketing bridge which is leads to get to your sales. But see how this is tough love? Like, I love them. <laughs> I'm just being tough on them. You're you know? just being so tough. So the website part of the five-step checklist that we have goes through a specific framework uh, for... Why? Because I'm the... What was my Captain superhero? Framer. Captain Framework. Captain Framework. You should throw on a spreadsheet at your face. Right in your face bag. <laughs> <laughs> for bam For bam uh, So the website section has the four cues, right? Well, that's the way that you can determine whether your website is basically communicating effectively right now. There, are, it's these are different four cues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of if you're able to answer those things right away, and I don't so think that's a should... way to like diagnose if yeah. your website homepage is doing you know a good job. But the AppSosa framework yes. is the way for you to if you're like I don't know what to put on my homepage. It's just six different things that your homepage needs to have, and you can change the configuration like all day long based on what you want to do. But Absosa. in our experience, there there are things. What do we got? AppSosa. Audience. Yep. Your your audience should be able to identify right when they get to your homepage if they're in the right place. So like, let's just go through a website real quick. Just let's say the Better Branding Course website, just real quick. Sure, sure. So you, 
who would you be identifying as your audience? You'd say like, oh, well, let's just say creative entrepreneurs. You're a creative entrepreneur who's looking to take your branding to the next <laughs> moat. But that's fine. You're and, and maybe even for better branding course, I would say um, a creative entrepreneur, a creative solopreneur. Let's just make it sure. a little bit more specific. You're someone who works by yourself or in a yeah. one person team. You work from a desk that was bought at Ikea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. That's a, so the P in Apsosa is problem. Yep. So you would say something along the lines of calling out the problem. Like, um, you know, do you, are you lacking confidence to sell your products in your business because you don't feel like your brand is very, professional yeah. looking yeah do you not have the money to hire a designer you're trying to do it yourself so you're trying to learn the basics of branding and yep thing. do you feel completely lost when it comes to design software whatever so that's that thing audience is. then problem then yep then you want solution so yep. you want to then present your offer basically as the solution so i would say so we'd say like you know are you having trouble doing x y and z and then i would say better branding course will teach you my step-by-step -step process for branding your business and you don't have to be a designer to do it. Okay. So that's the solution. Yep. Then you move into outcome. Yes. So what does their life look like on the other side of taking your offering or working with you or whatever? And it's like, imagine being able to spin up an entire new website without having to hire a designer. Imagine yep. being able to create your own social media graphics. You know, how much time would you save or how much, you, all those things. You want to make paint a that logo picture. without even opening Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah. Paint that picture. That's which is also your number one article on that I website. I know. Yeah. And then S is my favorite one, which is sauce, the second S. Mm. And that's where you can throw in your own personality. So you don't just want to like write this template. It's the Ikea desk thing. Like exactly. that would be a piece of sauce. Or what makes you different? What yeah. makes this branding course different from every other branding course that I'm going to see? Is it that it's using super fun metaphors? Is it that it's, it's unboring? Like it, we talk about exactly. with our coaching and our, our roadmap. What are those things? Yeah. And then finally, the A is the action. What is the call? to action join now or or marketing bridge right and those, like you would be shocked person listening to this how many people's websites we go to and it's hard to find the buy button yeah it's hard to find the join button it's yeah. hard to find the subscribe button it's buried somewhere and i think psychologically a lot of people do that because they're not super confident because they haven't done the foundation stuff right and it's like we talked about like you have this very generic offer you have this very generic audience you have this very generic problem that you solve and so you kind of are like well i hope people just get really excited and then they click the button as opposed to being like no I know who this is for. I know exactly what problem I solve. I know how I'm solving it for them. And I know exactly what they're going to get. So here's the buy button and it's big and bold. Yep. So the fifth step in this process is something where you're not going to set it and forget it with pretty much any of these, but really your website is something that should always be evolving. Yeah. We like to tell people, we want you to start thinking of yourself like a website wizard yeah. where you have this magic wand that you can swap things out all the time. Like you don't want to think of yourself as someone who creates this website and then it sits for three years until you redesign it you want to be constantly being able to change it um which is why you should join my better branding course no, i'm just kidding yeah, i yeah. i just realized that that was the same benefit that we just said of like you can you can be able to yeah. change your branding on the fly you know yeah uh so yeah the last thing i'll say on the website part of this discussion and what you should focus on is if nothing else absolutely nothing else you take away from the website section is to Go look at our Wandering Aimfully homepage and look at how unbelievably simple it is. Yeah. It's just speaking to basically the four cues that we talked about. It's solving a specific problem through a marketing bridge that people can go through. That is it. Everything else is tucked away in other places, and that homepage converts people to our email list and does its job. And, that is its job. And the reason why we're so um, confident in being able to have such a streamlined homepage is because we believe so strongly 
with data in our in the strength of our marketing bridge, right? So right. once you have a marketing bridge that works, you go, oh, I don't need all these bells and whistles on my homepage. My goal with my homepage is just to get people to the marketing bridge because if I can get people to the marketing bridge, I can sell my offer. And yeah. so that creates a nice system for your business. Well, friends, that is the five-step checklist. Do you think that gave people a lot of things to listen to, I, like, think about? Yeah, and, and I just want to reiterate because the whole entire umbrella that this whole episode is under is what do I focus on next in my business? And I want to reiterate that we gave you a lot of things, but the point of this framework is not to create more overwhelm. It's to create less by giving you a sequential order to diagnose your business in. So remember, you don't have to do all those things that we just mentioned. You just need to go through the five steps and go, okay, Okay. My foundation's actually pretty good. It's solid. I feel good about it. Oh, then you get to offering and you go, oh, it's my offering that I need to focus on. Otherwise, if you have a check, big check mark by your offering, move on to marketing bridges. If you feel like your marketing bridges are good, move on to audience. So you really are moving through the process until you get to a hang up. And if you get to a hang up, that's what you focus on. Yeah. And if you want to see this checklist, you probably should have mentioned this before earlier on, wanderingamefully.com slash checklist. You can actually... Uh, go through every part of the process. You can bookmark that page. You can come back to it. You can use it forever if you want. Um, you can also, there's a little opt-in thing to get the PDF version of it, right? Yep, there's like a little workbook that yeah. goes through all five steps and you can apply it to your own business. I don't even know what our own marketing bridges are. You're doing great. Uh, thank you so much. Wanderinginfo.com slash checklist if you're interested. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We're going to go get some spaghetti bolognese. And I can barely see Caroline's face anymore because she has <laughs> scrunched so far down uh-uh, on the couch. look <laughs> at me. Yeah, I noticed that your chin has been up and you've been talking like this. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. We will be in your ears again with another episode soon.